Hello, my friends. Welcome to the Deeper Daily Podcast. It's the 24th day of October. This is Paul, and I'm so glad you're with me. I want you to check out all of our content, most of which is free of charge to watch or to listen to at paulwhiteministries.com. We do have a ministry store that contains a few books. It contains some flash drives, some old CD sets, uh, and uh, you can check that out, paulwhiteministries.com slash store. And we do have a pre-sale up on the new book, Greater Than Jonah. I haven't promoted that yet because I don't yet have a release date. Once I get a release date, we'll do a promo video. We'll saturate online. We'll try to get the word out about the new book. But we are still selling pre-sale. If you are interested and want to go ahead and get that taken care of, that's at our store as well. And we do have a little bit of content now behind a paywall called Additional Content, and it is a author walkthrough of our 2011 book, Revelation to Transformation. I did, oh gosh, 40-something, 50-something, 20-minute videos uh, where I walk through that book, and we're doing the same thing with my second book, Between the Pieces. We're not quite halfway through that. And then we also have the audio version of our third book, Righteous Saul versus Righteous Paul, all that available at additional content, go check it out. I'm excited today to talk again about he, on the third day, he rose again from the dead. Yesterday we mentioned uh, 1 Corinthians 15, 17, if Christ didn't raise, we're still in our sins. Today I want to shift gears just a little bit in, in trying to change our perceptions of what was going on at the cross And to do so by looking at the earliest depictions of the resurrection. Some of the earliest artwork that we have in regards to the resurrection of Christ did not focus on the empty tomb to the extent that later art tends to focus on it. In fact, from the Middle Ages on to our time, when we think resurrection, we've got this cave with a rock rolled off to the side empty room. Maybe you can see his, his uh, grave clothes lying on the, on the little stone bed or folded up inside. There might be an angel in the tomb. There might be an angel out of the tomb. All of these dis- depictions, and they're, and they're great. They, they show us an empty tomb, but that's, that's the last thousand years of Christian artwork. The first nearly thousand years of Christian artwork didn't focus on the empty tomb when they talked resurrection. They focused on Jesus breaking out of hell, this bursting forth from hell and and what a lot of artists and theologians called the harrowing of hell. And in fact, a lot of the early artwork would have Jesus breaking out of hell by kicking the door down. And there was even art where there was devils crushed underneath the door. Jesus' foot is on the door and he's breaking out of that place and all of everything behind him rushing out as he empties this space, I don't really care how the artwork depicts it. I'm only saying that because art is is often a reflection of something else. And it tells me that in the early centuries after the formation of the church, when we thought about the resurrection, we didn't think in terms of the tomb is empty. We thought in terms of hell is empty. And what that the difference in those two things is astronomical. Though they're the same concept, I know. It's, they're both resurrection. But focusing on an empty tomb means Jesus isn't dead anymore. 
Focusing on an empty hell means that Jesus has conquered something. And I think what's happened is that the message of a crucified Christ has eclipsed the message of a victorious Christ. And so because we focus so much on the cross, and I think focusing on the cross is essential. I've been doing a series on the cross for weeks now in our midweek Bible study as I just approach the cross from a hundred different angles, trying to wrap my spiritual mind around what was going on at Calvary. I wrote a whole book on what was going on at Calvary, and I still don't know what was going on at Calvary. I still keep finding these things, mining out these truths. But I think we focus so much on him dying that we haven't really focused on the victorious side of it. You know, he's the victim on Friday, but he's the victor on Sunday. And he has won that victory over sin and death, yet you and I are still struggling. I think the fact that we're still struggling keeps us from really realizing what a victory it was. Because because we struggle with stuff, we think, well, Christ will give me the victory someday, but it's not as if I already have the victory now because I have all this stuff going on in my life. Therefore, if stuff's going on in my life, I must not have the victory. And I think we're going at this the wrong way. The struggle is real, as they say. The, the struggle isn't something that conquers us because our victory is in the fact that Christ burst forth out of hell. I don't mean burst forth out of burning, but I mean he burst forth from the grave. And therefore, because of that, it is done. Here's my text today. And it's actually going to be the way we land today. And then we're going to try to frame third day language around new day language on tomorrow's podcast. But let's land here. Romans chapter 8, verses 37, 38, and 39. In all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our Lord. The one that has just smacked me in the face lately is, I am convinced that neither death nor life. Why does Paul say that? Not even dying separates me from the love of Christ. And I know we want to qualify that and, and maybe we should with how you die or who dies. and But I, I just want to take Paul at face value. I, or at least I would love to sit down and talk to him. Paul, what do you mean? Death doesn't separate us from the love of Christ. I think it has to do with what's articulated there in the creed. On the third day, he rose again from the dead because the death couldn't hold him. And so if death couldn't hold him, death can't hold us. That's the point of believing in a resurrected Christ. We are not separated from the love of God. We'll frame third day ideas around a new day tomorrow. We'll see you then. God bless.